Exclusively on 92.7 FM, WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Not really going to see much coverage elsewhere. Uh, newspaper doesn't have the council meetings the following morning, but we do here with the council roundup. So thanks for everybody for tuning in and making this program what it is, a review of what happened at last night's Springfield City Council meeting. So last night was a committee of the whole meeting with uh, Alderman Roy Williams Jr. as the committee chair lasted about two hours a lot of discussion about the fire department a lot of discussion about real estates we'll also hear about social media and more so it's right here on wmay i'm greg bishop with springfield's morning news and the council roundup brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west they're down on town location open for lunch head west subs so let's get right into it from last night's springfield city council meeting they had a presentation from the fire chief brandon blau and he laid out uh, some of the updates on uh, what was shared with the community uh, several weeks ago about plans for new firehouses. And in particular, one firehouse that's uh, already moving forward here is Firehouse 8. Uh, we had an open house for Station 8 uh, a couple of Mondays ago. Only positive feedback that I received. I don't know what everyone else has received on it. But there uh, were some questions. Obviously, we'll get to those. But let's hear details about what this looks like. Uh, the station that we're replacing was built in 1968. Uh, we do have uh, a considerable amount of upkeep uh, that we've had to do for that particular building. It is not energy efficient. Uh, we're hoping that it, you know, to replace it so that it doesn't become a money pit like some of them tend to do when they get into that uh, 50, 60, 70 year, 70 year range. So obviously, uh, aged buildings, not really efficient, not meeting the needs of a modern fire department, uh, but also the location's an issue. Everyone knows, especially from time to time due to uh, the coffee uh, traffic there, uh, makes that intersection particularly dangerous. Um, when we go into that intersection, uh, the traffic creates some blind spots. And, and up to this point, we've been lucky that we have not had any serious uh, issues at that inter at that intersection but we have had some close calls so we think getting it away from that particular uh, intersection is a smart move as well and they did a lot of analysis on where the best locations are uh, and it really focuses on response times well so that allows us to move these firehouses and still have the response times that we're still trying to, to make and he says uh, in a couple of different ways here that they were not generous with the response times they estimated, all right? They didn't want to say, oh, we'll be there in 10 seconds. Pfft, come on. I mean, 30 seconds tops. No worry. No, they they, they were very, very conservative with their time, uh, time frames that they analyzed. All of those areas, though, are also conservative in nature as far as the math that went into putting these in place in that. We, we measured those at a 30 mile an hour speed and I'd let them kind of really get an idea of uh, you know uh, how how quickly they can uh, in in a real world situation respond to things 
We can get places faster than what this shows, but we would much rather show you a, a conservative estimate of how fast we can get places and actually be able to get farther than overpromise and underdeliver. So again, we're hearing from uh, the fire chief last night in front of the Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole, kind of reviewing uh, top-level issues concerning new firehouses uh, and uh, a lot of action taking place. We are a busy fire department. We ran 22,000 calls last year. Sometimes Station 8 is going to be out, even if it's next door to you and we would have a 12 second response time sometimes they're going to be on another emergency but you know that you still have either station three or station seven that can get really close to you in four minutes now um hearing about response times hearing about location obviously importance what about the floor plan and how's that going to look for those who are living in that firehouse those are all single bunk rooms. Uh, the current way that the fire department usually has uh, their sleeping quarters is one big open bay. Uh, now that we're having, we're trying to attract more female firefighters and just truthfully the, the, the wave of the future, the, the, the younger people enjoy having their own private space a little bit more than uh, people from my generation and generations past where they would just sleep in a big open air dorm. Well, for World War II guys, they didn't care about that. Uh, for my age group, they didn't care about that. Uh, but what we're learning now is that as we move forward, it's smarter to have some spaces where people can have a little bit more privacy. It's kind of interesting, actually. I mean, everybody wants to put their world on social media, uh, but <laughs> they... <laughs> They want privacy uh, at the same time. It's kind of, uh, anyways, um, some new concepts that uh, the fire chief laid out on how uh, these firehouses are going to be implementing a variety of different things. Here's one. Uh, what we call drive-ups every once in a while where somebody's sick, somebody's having a heart attack, there's a problem. They pull up to the fire department. That gives us an area where we can kind of isolate them until we figure out what's going on. There's also going to be a separate area for quarantining, not just from possibly infectious disease infection, but uh, also from, uh, you know, being out at a fire and possibly being around carcinogens. Especially as we come out of COVID and as we uh, come to the realization that there are a lot of carcinogens that our people are, are dealing with on a daily basis. Um, that's going to be what we call a hot zone or a decon area. Um, that's going to allow our people when they come back from a, from a medical incident, from a fire where we know every fire that we walk into, that there's all sorts of bad stuff out there that we want to get off of our people before it makes them sick. There's a decon area there where they can hose everything down, wash everything down, get their gears in washers and dryers. Uh, and then there's also a bathroom with a shower and everything on that side so they can also clean themselves as well. There's also some extra storage and uh, making sure that they can get some equipment out of the elements, especially in the wintertime so that they don't have those freeze up. But there's also going to be a drive up, like a, a, like a drive through window. If we wanted to do drive-through service so that if people needed shots, if we had a, uh, you know, a, another pandemic where we had people that w needed shots, that we could offer that there. We're going to do it in Nudo board so it can be easily cleaned down so that uh, we can store things in there, but we can utilize it as office space or storage space for uh, PPE or for certain types of medications. It will be 
it will be conditioned air, so it, we can store stuff in there, whether it's hot out, cold out, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, but that was one of the things that we felt that we needed to put in place so that we were ready if the next unforeseen circumstance happens, that we have some adaptable space that we can utilize. And so we're hearing uh, from the fire chief last night in front of the Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole. We'll get to uh, some updates on the uh, systems that turn lights green when they're red so fire trucks can get through there easily, uh, plus a few other questions and then get into a whole host of other issues from new TIF agreements to new real estate purchases and even social media policies. So stay tuned. It's on the way with WMAY's Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Head West Subs. Back with the Council Roundup on WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk on the FM dial 92.7 and on the WMAY mobile app. This is Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop. And the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Head west. All right, uh, let's get back to the fire chief last night in front of the city council uh, laying out some plans and details about uh, response times, locations, floor plans for new firehouses. And uh, he also took time to talk a bit about the technology that's used to ultimately change uh, traffic signals for approaching fire trucks to make sure that they get to where they need to go on time. Here's uh, the fire chief touching base on some of that. Northwest will be will be next, then northeast, and then south southwest or, or southeast uh, area of town. Um, now that's not to say that it's going to be in that order, but that was the original intended order. That's not to say that if we get the funding for it, that we can do all of them simultaneously. So right now they have them in place down on the uh, southwest part of town. Uh, I think it's along Veterans. There's several of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he laid out that this is a radio signal that the fire trucks can send to the traffic lights and it'll change the lights from red to green to make sure that they go unimpeded. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the cost of a new firehouse, that was a question. And here's the estimate. The last estimate that we had was in the 3.2 million range. Um, I think that that's kind of a fluid thing with uh, everything that's going on uh, as far as being able to, to get the supplies that we need and everything. But again, that's just an estimate. Hopefully uh, have everything to the point where we can put this out to bid within uh, you know a couple of months. And that'll give us that'll that'll be when we really truly find out what those costs are going to look like. So uh, that's a bit of an overview there of what exactly is going on with the firehouses and new construction of firehouses. So we'll hear more about that, I imagine, in the days, months, and years ahead. Uh, meanwhile, moving on to other ordinances up for consideration, Alderman Hanauer was not at last week's full city council meeting, and there was a request to hold an ordinance he's been working on concerning the construction of pools. Well, all the firehouses, the three... That's not the... That, here, here we go. Here's here's Alderman Hanauer talking about his ordinance concerning pools. We've got some people that have had pools dug in August, and they're still not completed. They There was a hole sitting there all over the winter. Um, I think it's, it's a matter of safety in that. So uh, the intent is to try to work... You know, work with them a little bit to, to to try to come come up with a solution. I think six months is plenty of time, and if they need to renew, they can. But uh, 
what we don't need is someone that's you know a, a company that that has a lot of um, permits in the process and they, and they kind of get overextended which is I, I think is, is what's happening in a lot of cases so so he's going to bring forward amendments to this and we'll likely hear more about that next week during the full city council meeting Alderwoman Conley's got an issue she wants to make sure is addressed I'm guessing you probably know what I'm going to ask are, are we getting new street sweepers we're leasing new street sweepers that's correct and actually that will be on the next agenda we're getting two broom bears larger ones as well as um, two Elgin um, Pelicans so some new street sweepers coming by the way have you guys ever heard street sweeper social club it's a uh, hip-hop rock band with uh, uh, Boots Riley and Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Good stuff. Go find that. Just search it on it, like, you know, Spotify or whatever. Uh, Street Sweeper Social Club. Um, if you enjoy rap rock, you'll definitely dig that. All right, uh, Alderman McMiniman talking about Street Sweepers. Um, when we get these additional sweepers going, how many total sweepers will, will we have out there? Four. Four. And do we have the crews, uh, the drivers for these, uh, all four simultaneously? Yeah, we, we will have the operators, the operating engineers that will drive those. Outstanding. So, looking forward to uh, much cleaner streets with those uh, street sweepers. We'll likely hear more about that coming up. All right, after the break here, uh, talking real estate. Of course, uh, dipping back into the conversation about firehouses and getting new real estate. But it's not just there. You've got some TIF projects that are coming up here as well. With the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Heard a lot about the fire departments in the first half of the show. And as they were moving through a bunch of ordinances, there were also uh, some real estate transactions that were up for consideration, including real estate transaction for a new fire department. It is Springfield's morning news and the morning after a council meeting. We bring in the latest of the highlights of the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. On 92.7 FM, WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. If you need to get a hold of me live and local, 217-629-7970. You can also email Bishop on air at gmail.com or follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Just search Bishop on air. So uh, here's a real estate purchase for the fire department. The issue with, uh, where, with why we have not gotten further with Station 6 is because... Uh, there was, when we were doing our environmental studies of station, the location where we went, Station 6, uh, there were some things that came up in that that we have to deal with. So, uh, and when they're looking at new firehouses, they got to deal with uh, the environmental issues of the older firehouses as well. But uh, Alderman Fulgenzi says when there's a property up for purchase, let's move forward and purchase it. If there's a piece of land that we want and we have an offer to put on it, we ought to buy the land now because you never know who's coming in and what they're going to do. And land is not always just there for the taking. Some people want it more than others. Alderwoman DeCenso um, raising concerns that, uh, you know, this happened before where a piece of property they thought was going to be a good spot for a uh, new firehouse is actually bought out from underneath of them. And that's what happened with the original location for Station 6. It was sold to a car dealership. But some back and forth between the Alderwoman and the fire chief. That was not the location that we thought was the the best spot for it told. anyway. Well, That's what another, I've always been another told. chief and I disagreed on which place would be better. Uh, I <laughs> I'm going to tell him he said that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, 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 the 
location that we're trying to put it on now, I think, especially when you look at response times and everything, is the best position for it. Here's uh, Mayor Langfelder uh, sounding off on this as well when it comes to the location. Because we all know this should have been done decades ago, and so we appreciate the council's support, not delaying, but expediting the house relocations because it's needed wherever you live. Ward 6, uh, that was one area that we thought was a slam dunk, but when you have a change, this is the difference. When you have a change of uh, management at any level, whoever comes in can change their priority. So now um, you've got that deal that's uh, going to be up for final consideration next week to purchase land for a new fire department station. Moving on to the next issue. Here's the ordinance. With WRS Legacy LLC for the redevelopment assistance for the property located at 700 North 9th Street, utilizing Enos Park tax increment finance funds in an amount not to exceed $1,500,000. $1,500,000. Woo! Uh, here's the mayor um, answering uh, what this is all about. Our last Y payment is this year. So after the end of this year, other projects uh, included as of this date, there'd be about 250000 or 225000 And then the increment each year is um, roughly 475000 But uh, this uh, agreement, and I'd like to uh, recognize Dan Dungan, with uh, Springfield Electric, appreciate their investment or reinvestment in that area. They've been impacted by the rail, but uh, the uh, reimbursement will be out of the property tax increment generated by the project. So here's uh, Springfield Electric uh, spokesman there uh, uh, talking about this project that they're looking to get a million dollars in uh, TIF financing. And uh, what has happened is the rail relocation, which we're all for, uh, has impacted us greatly. Roughly uh, one third of our property, one third of our building, what is uh, in the in the right of way, and has been, uh, it will be eliminated or de de demolished. Um, what you see there today is roughly a 60,000 square foot uh, campus. It's our headquarters and our distribution center. You're all familiar with our retail side, the lighting center, which is about a 5,000 foot. But there's 50,000 feet behind that of distribution that we supply basically four counties within the region of their electrical supplies, both industrial, commercial, customers. So if you're not familiar with how uh, tax increment finance districts work, they're funded by property taxes. So you pay property taxes and it goes into a fund. That fund then distributes those property taxes to schools, the city, and other taxing bodies like libraries and so on. But a TIF, when that's set up, a tax increment finance district, it uh, sets up financing um, from a pool of money from the increased property taxes from increased property values. So let's just put it real simple terms. Let's say there's $100 in a property tax fund that taxpayers pay into but the following year there's fifty dollars more so instead of putting that 150 into one pot that goes out to all the taxing bodies they only take the hundred dollars and put that to the all taxing bodies the additional fifty dollars is put into a fund to then go and pay for redevelopment projects like what we're hearing here and that's under the idea that this is going to increase property values long term and therefore increasing how much increment there is now there's concerns and criticism that this uh, diverts money away from schools for instance, uh, but it's also uh, an effort that uh, is helping to revitalize various areas. So more from Springfield Electric on this request. Well, something we really didn't ask for because the building's in great shape. It's a beautiful building. 
but we're going to lose a third of it. So what we're going to do is uh, construct a 20,000, 22,000 square foot building immediately south and adjacent attached to our corporate headquarters. That means a third of the building behind it will go away once this is built. So that uh, is up for final consideration next week. Another TIF. LLC for redevelopment assistance for the property structure located at 2501 Marketplace Drive, utilizing Northeast tax increment finance funds in the amount not to exceed $250,000. Here's some details on that project. Hi, yes, this involves a uh, new construction in the address stated in the ordinance, 2501 uh, Marketplace Drive. This is in the Northeast TIF. Um, and it's on a vacant lot right now, and they're going to be constructing approximately 20,000 uh, square foot brand new Planet Fitness. So, so it's going to be a Planet Fitness for this particular TIF development. Um, Got to love that. Uh, what is it, like $10 memberships or something? I've heard they have pizza on some days. It's kind of weird. Uh, but uh, get fit, eat pizza. Uh, I do cheat. And, you know, I have cheat days where I'll, I'll bleed a pizza and... It's after I don't do any workout. But uh, anyways, uh, moving on, uh, let's get to another issue, another real estate deal that uh, has at least uh, Alderman McMiniman looking for more details. Execution of a contract with the Bank of Springfield and or United Cerebral Palsy of the land of Lincoln for purchase of land and all improvements situated at the 130 North 16th Street and 1415 East Jefferson Street for an amount not to exceed $400,000. So uh, looking at that property uh, deal and Alderman McMiniman, he wants more information about the real estate uh, agent's commission. That get all flushed out. I'd like to know who actually is the owner of the building. Is it the bank? Or is it some other entity? I'd like to know um, who the realtor is on the on the. So no one has to answer that right now. Just okay. that's why I put it on the base so we can get the answers by next week. <laughs> so we'll see if we can get those answers next week. Uh, so they uh, they blasted through a lot of that. Now it's time for some new and unfinished business at last night's Springfield City Council meeting. You're hearing about it here on WMAY 7:47. I'm Greg Bishop with Springfield's Morning News, and here's Alderman Sean Gregory highlighting how uh, they're moving forward with that Southtown project. He was able to get the building all squared away and bought. He has had some um, community space meetings there. Um, he's in negotiations right now with uh, a contractor to paint the building, as well as he has a fabulous partnership with the signer. I'm not going to reveal that at this point, but I have asked him um, to come in and give a presentation, especially when that sign gets designed. I think we'll like it. So uh, looking forward to hear more about that. Uh, also, another update on another project. And then the John Taylor House or the Ambedester House uh, located at 12th and Cass. Um, there has been work started on it. Um, we actually um, met with Mr. Getz um, a few weeks, probably about a month ago on it. There was some significant challenges. We're getting the movers all scheduled to um, lift the house up. It, it does take a specialty group out of, I believe he said, Wisconsin to be able to do that. However, they have um, went into the house. They've inspected it. They have started on a beam up top to hold it. So a lot of action going on there and timeline. It should be finished by June. I say should because then anything can happen. Um, uh, but the plan is to lift it up, redo the foundation. Oh. They are starting on some of that now. That's a pretty hardcore project. Uh, so maybe we touch base with uh, Alderman Gregory and others on that uh, just to get some updates. Alderwoman DeCenso wanting to get an update on social media policies for city employees. I'm getting multiple complaints about um, city workers across the board not targeting anyone but because of what transpired with the springfield police department other people are coming forward and saying hey you might want to check this guy's account he works for the city and he's saying this that and the other so um 
do we in fact have a social media policy in place for our employees? It's 2022. Yeah, uh, good question. Here is the mayor talking a bit about that. We will reapproach it because we are in a changing dynamic. Yes. I mean, so we really have to batten down the hatches as much as possible and not infringe people's rights. But you have to, you know, you have to strike that proper balance. Alderman DeCenso responding. There are conditions of employment um, for all of us in our jobs. Whatever our jobs may be, there are certain conditions of employment that we have to follow if we want to work in those jobs, whether it's, you know, drug testing or um, social media policies, whatever it is. I think the drug testing, um, well, it's only the police that have to do it, right? I mean, even the fire department, I'm not really doing the drug testing thing when it comes to cannabis. At least, didn't they include, they include that, right? Okay, anyways. Uh, more from uh, Alderwoman uh, DeCenso here. We cannot have city employees using racial slurs, homophobic slurs, um, you know, anti-women's speech. That's just not acceptable for a public servant. Incorporation Council Zirkle chiming in on this, how policies are obviously going to be updated, uh, but you got to you know, have a, a fine line here to balance on. Yes, but there's no question that as an employer, the city can take action and has taken action where an employee's conduct off-duty, off-duty, uh, becomes an issue that uh, crosses those uh, certain boundaries and they're certainly not protected uh, by freedom of speech in those particular categories. So that's your council roundup. A few other things that they touched on. Of course, you've got the Pillsbury information meeting happening tonight at Lanphier High School. Uh, doors open at 5.30, meetings from 6 to 8. Put that on your calendar for moving Pillsbury forward. Uh, you also have uh, a, a meeting coming up that uh, Alderman Williams wanted people to know about, and it deals with COVID-19. Here's him talking about that. Many of us know in the next six months. So. That's uh, Chris Richmond. Let's go to uh, Alderman Williams. There's going to be a conversation on a community conversation on COVID Saturday at 10:30, 700 South Livingston at One in a Million Resource Center. So he says uh, power brokers are there to talk about the situation with COVID and clear things up, like what's going on with masks and more. Plus, Alderman DeCenso highlighting how today is Administrative Professionals Day. Administrative assistance. Thank you so much for all your work out there. You guys do great work. Should we bring back, uh, what was that, the Secretary's Party? Or should we just call it Administrative Appreciation Party? I don't know. All right, uh, that's your Council Roundup here with WMAY brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.